Idaho Falls Weekly Informal Infotainment with Mike Nelson and Carly Morgan. This time on IFAF, Idaho Falls and Flying Foxes, I-15 gets nailed. Chuckers are serving up some cake. Can a hurricane come to Idaho? You'll never guess what weird thing you should put on your sunburns. Big news, sports fans. I've decided to start calling everybody sports fans. (laughs) And we're everywhere now. So we started out uh, the first few episodes just on YouTube. Now we're on Facebook. We should be all up in your Facebook watch algorithm. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places you are accustomed to getting your audio. Still working on Google Podcasts, but I believe by the time this airs, it'll be up. I will say, I don't know anyone who uses Google Podcasts. Right. So of all the ones to not be on yet, I think that one's the safest. Yeah, and there's like Amazon (laughs) Prime Podcasts. I I mean, we want to be available to anyone everywhere. Sure. But what most people don't know is you just go to rss.com. They're the company that indexes all of the RSS feeds, which is mostly podcasting. And you can find what you're looking for on there and play it right from their website or their app. Mm -hmm. But some people like to be, you know, I'm an Apple user. Even though I'm a PC, I Mm -hmm. have an iPad and an iPod Mm -hmm. and an iPhone and AirPods and all the home pods even that I think they discontinued all the crap. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we understand that you like your stuff on your platform. I don't know how we're going to figure out who's watching. I know that like our most recent video on YouTube had 29 views. Mm-hmm. And then when I put it on Facebook, same episode, it got like 500. Yeah. So, and for our fifth episode, which is great, maybe we can get 600 views on our sixth episode, on this episode. Hey, that'd be kind of nice. That'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for your eyeballs and your follows and your likes and your subscribes and your comments. Let's head straight into the follow-ups. There have been some great comments. There have. I love the interaction that we can actually have now. That's really nice. Somebody was talking about how um, they were laughing about my the word that was uttered in church story Uh, last week. uh And and the hellfire and brimstone that was breathed into my ear as a result (laughs) of repeating a word I had never heard before. And then this week, Greg, our very first subscriber on YouTube, thanks, Greg, commented that somebody he knows calls the pop shops that we were talking about uh, Mormon Starbucks. Which is so funny. I love that. <laughs> I think that. it's so great. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, wouldn't, if you wouldn't have the LDS Church and Starbucks coming after you, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to put up... Maybe that would be good. One of those, um, those pop-ups mm-hmm. that were hot for a hot minute... What those pop-up shops, those pop-up stores, they were just there for a day. And they were most they were mostly like art installations that people would do, like in LA or some oh, tri- uh-huh. or in New York in the trendy Soho neighborhood or whatever. Right. But they would just pop up, be there for a night as a ha-ha concept, and then disappear. Mm-hmm. We could do a pop-up Mormon Starbucks concept. I love that. And I think <laughs> just... technically that would be covered under uh co- that would be covered under free use since it's a parody. Well, that's what I would think. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure when Trey Parker and Matt Stone wrote a Broadway musical called The Book of Mormon. Right. I, I don't know. Was was there any settlement money in there anywhere? I don't know. Or yeah. was it? did it fall under free use and parody? Probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, did their usage of the name fall under Well, that? and I know that there's also a store called Dumb Starbucks. Is there? Yeah. So basically, they are able to use the name Starbucks in their name 
or at least at one point it was there maybe and you know what maybe it was a hoax on the internet and i'm just a dumb dummy and people are listening to this and they're like i'm sorry you didn't know that was fake or maybe it was one of those (laughs) pop-up concepts maybe it was but I remember reading on the internet one time that there was a store called Dumb Starbucks where you could go in and get all the same things that Starbucks had, but because they were calling it dumb, it counted as parody and therefore <laughs> they could do it. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not... I, I Every lawyer I've ever talked to on the subject of copyright infringement said the question or the, or the answer to the question, is this copyright infringement or is this fair use, is always maybe... You know, you have to get lawyer. I never thought, and I think we've talked about this on one of the Lost Pods, you remember the lawsuit against Robin Thicke and Pharrell, I believe, over Blurred Lines. It was about a beat, right? It was about the beat that Marvin Gaye's estate insisted was used in one of Marvin Gaye's songs. Okay. When Uh I listened to it, I was like, no, you can't copyright a cowbell jingle. You, Mm -hmm. You know, you just can't. Right. I suppose in a certain rhythm, and they had, you know, people saying, well, four out of the six beats here were just like the other song. I don't know how they did it, but yeah. but whatever Marvin Gaye song, and they and the Marvin Gaye estate won, I believe. Wild, okay. Anyway. Which is crazy, too, because also Vanilla Ice and... Um, yeah, Vanilla Ice, Ice Queen, Ice Baby right? sampling Queen and David Bowie yeah. under pressure. But he he insisted it was a different beat. Yeah, it's got a instead of a <laughs> right. I remember watching He's like, no, Rob goes, Van Winkle. Dun, 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 dig a dun, dun. Yeah. Not dun, 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 did, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so dumb. We need If we want to go all the way down this rabbit hole, Google Mars pump up the volume. Mm. They're the ones that broke the seal on sampling. I mean, really broke the seal. But, you know, um, some rap artists had done it uh, and, and EDM, what EDM was back then. Mm-hmm. Was it even called techno then or just synth pop? Anyway, some artists had sampled some songs along the way, but Mars Pump Up the Volume, I think, was the first song that sampled the. There was nothing original in the entire song. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so cool. <laughs> well, okay. And also, it was just we, songs in a blender. Can we mention every movie is a sequel or a remake, mm-hmm. and every song is a soundbite? You know, so, or sorry, what's that? Uh, what's the word you just A sample. Yeah. Like every song. I feel like every song I've heard, it's based off of a different song. Right. And that's why it's so refreshing sometimes when you hear original music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like when you get an original movie. Like Flamey Grant that we were talking about. Was that last week or two weeks ago? The uh, uh, the drag yes, queen the dra- that the made Christian it to the top of the yes. iTunes Christian charts. Yeah. yeah. And when songs like uh, I'm Just Ken yeah. get, onto, get onto Billboard, it's like, yeah, of course they did because we were so sick of hearing the same thing over and over and over. Right. You want to know why Barbie did so well? It's because it's not a sequel or a remake, babe. And and honestly, I think I said this going into the movie. I can't believe they haven't done this before. Right. I know they had a few direct-to-video titles, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, a major motion picture yeah. featuring America's one of America's favorite toys. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. That's the other thing, too. I think that every other Barbie thing has been directed at kids. But the thing is, we've already had so many generations grow up with Barbie. It's crazy that we weren't thinking of a family film At this that point, the adults and the kids could enjoy. Grandmas and great-grandmas. And, you know, it's funny. Heading into Barbenheimer, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, Op- Oppenheimer is projected to make $70 million, Barbie $90 million. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, after a week, Barbie made a billion. Mm-hmm. A week or 10 days, somewhere in there. Nine days? Yeah. Oppenheimer made fifty. Or, or sorry, five hundred million. Mm-hmm. So half of what the Barbie movie did. Right. So this morning, my cat was uh, 
being a brat and meowing really loud. And I was like, dude, why are you being such a boobenheimer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I love is when we get so meta that even the meme has a meme. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer. You're being a boob. Boobenheimer. <laughs> John Jacob Boobenheimer Schmidt. Oh, that's my name too. So back to Starbucks and uh, copy, you know, dumb Starbucks, copyright infringement. My buddy Kevin, the most interesting man in the world, mm-hmm. who lives in Manhattan, he's, he sent me a picture of, and this is in New York, Starbuds. It's, Funny. it's yeah it's this van and they deliver i guess you remember a few podcasts ago oh, we were yeah. marveling uh-huh. about the world's largest dispensary planet 13 in vegas yeah this is a just a truck that travels around the streets of new york mm-hmm. dealing pot and the same thing that your uncle did a generation ago and now yeah right <laughs> and he would have gotten arrested right and now it's like an ice cream truck for adults exactly <laughs> yeah i wonder what kind of music they play oh uh snoop dogg <laughs> yeah either like exclusively either snoop dogg or, or going all the way back to bob marley uh-huh you could play some yeah. three little birds there you go uh, and then they have uh, martha stewart read the ad reads yeah yeah <laughs> hi kids this is your neighborhood pal martha stewart and snoop dogg they can throw on a plug for those big lighters that yes. they do. <laughs> okay, and if we're going to get really weird, have you seen the meme where so I I don't know if you've looked up the history of the Starbucks logo. But basically, it's this mermaid who's mm-hmm. holding two things that appear to be tails in each hand. Mm-hmm. So somebody said, "Well, let's zoom back on this." And they were making a joke, but basically, because I always picture a mermaid, you know, fin fun style, how they do it. Mm-hmm. It's one, it's one, both of their legs are one single tail with two fins like a fish. Mm-hmm. But this Starbucks mermaid has her tail split up the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically, <laughs> instead of having a tail that could encapsulate two legs, each of her legs became a tail. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so they zoomed back, and it was kind of a funny picture, as you can imagine. And I thought, that's ridiculous. Um, that's so funny. That's comedy and parody. Uh-huh. Nope. I watched Ancient Aliens. Uh-huh. That's an actual carving in ancient times. Oh, cool. That's appeared in more than one place. Huh. The mermaid with two tails holding both tails in her hands. Huh. Yeah. What's she doing that for? I don't know. I have no idea. That's as far as I got. And I was like, time out. She just needed a good stretch. You know? know. (laughs) After all that swimming, you know, she probably needs to loosen up a little before she gets a cramp. I suppose so. Yeah. She certainly appears to be loosening up a little in some regard. Yeah. It was just... It was just weird. Pretty sure Robot Chicken did a, a bit about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's where I saw it, or maybe where the, that's where the person who made the meme saw it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Oh, one other thing we talked about on last week's podcast, leeches. Yes. Um, we had a fact checker say, because hey, I said, well, all leeches suck, right? Otherwise, they'd be slugs. But apparently, only 10% of leeches are parasites, and only some mm-hmm. of them um, suck blood. So, wild so the more you know the ano- the i don't know what you do with that information place. it is yeah it totally is Homo- homosexuality mm. does not incur in nature uh have you watched animal planet yeah dude <laughs> uh have you watched your neighbor's dogs have you watched your own dogs right. man i had when i was a kid growing up i had these two dogs that loved each other Aww. a little too much they, they were both girls they were in lesbians yeah, with each other. They, they were lesbian sure. lovers. Oh, that's sweet. It was very sweet, actually. They loved each other so much. 
And every now, now and then you'd walk out in the middle of the night and one would be on top of the other. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> who decides who's on top? Um, I think it's whoever decides to get up there. Okay. <laughs> whoever <know>? really <laughs> wants to take the initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a king of the mountain style. Probably whoever just <laughs> wants it the most. Yeah. 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 The other one's Takes really the just there for their, <laughs> yeah, the other one's there for the ride literally. So. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> All the way down the rabbit hole. A couple of them. Right out of the gate. <laughs> All right. We had a great time at the Idaho Falls Chuckers. Now, we were presented with three choices this past Friday night. Mm -hmm. There was Jay Leno at the Shoshone Bannock Hotel and Event Center. Mm -hmm. There was Zoo Brew. I forgot about that. I feel terrible that we didn't go to that. At the Idaho Falls Zoo. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. We went to the Chuckers, and we got the hats. Yes. Did you see that? <laughs> and these are... These were the chili cheese bowls. Yeah, so these are what the chili cheese fries came in, which, by the way, just as good as I, as I remember them. Okay. They were so good. Because you've had good ones and you've had bad, they're sort of hit and missed in the yes, past for there you. have been. So back when I worked at Red Robin, they'd send us in the Robin mascot. Mm. Um, and usually if you were a hostess, you just sort of would like help out and you wouldn't be in the costume. You'd be the handler. Yes, right. But sometimes if the other person didn't want to do it, we'd swap. And so I've been the mascot before, and I've also been the handler, but every time I did it, I loved going because it meant that they'd give us money to get food on site, right? and I could get some of those delicious chili cheese fries. So you got to check this out. We were, so it was you uh, doing the first pitch thing uh -huh. with the wolf, uh -huh. 96.1 and 102.1 the wolf, and then you got to invite three friends. One of them was me. Yeah. And we got these fabulous blankets. Look at this. Yeah, isn't that fun? It's a... Uh, I mean, who needs another fleece blanket, you know, or, or whose pet needs another fleece blanket? <laughs> I know, but there's the wolf logo. Uh -huh. um, these are super cool. Yeah. Well, and it's just nice because that way, you know, it, that's the perfect, like, going to a baseball game blanket. Right. It's a, it's a, if it gets chilly on a hot summer night, this might be nice on your lap or grandma's lap or, right. um, or my lap. Yeah. Because I'm becoming a grandma uh, every day. <laughs> yeah, um, he's actually taken up knitting. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, if that ever happens, I've got a loaded gun. I'll show you where it is. <laughs> so we were the last three people to get these promo blankets. And I don't know if they do it for the first hundred or first 500 or first thousand or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But we were there Friday night around 6.30, 6.40. And, uh, and, and we totally lucked out. And got the last three blankets. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you're ever there for a promo night... You can get there as late as what? Doors open at 6, mm -hmm. or gates open at 6, game time around 7? Yeah, that right? yeah. yeah, about that, because the first pitch was at 6.50. And then I think they even took a minute to uh, warm up right after that, too. Yeah, they have a few pregame celebrations, the first pitch thing. Uh -huh. Here's a video. Look at that. There's the yeah. first pitch, nicely done. So basically, I was given the opportunity to do the first pitch, but I knew I would humiliate myself. So instead, I found some random kid and pawned it <laughs> off on him. He did a great job. He did. And, you know, it actually kind of worked out because he and his, his dad and his brother had all come up from Pocatello just to see a game before school started. <sighs> That's so, perfect. Yeah. It felt like it was sort of kismet, you know? So here I am enjoying... They say compar comparison is the thief of joy. Here I am enjoying my chili cheese fries in this mini Chuckers cap, and I see somebody walk by with one that's like two or three times. It, it looked like it, a regular size. Yeah, Chuckers it could be cap. like you could actually wear it as a hat instead of just putting it on your head and being a goofball. This looks like a Rango <laughs> Chuckers cap. It does. Yeah, that was a full size. And I just sort of, like, <laughs> how did you? But yeah, I got. Why is hers bigger? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt like a kid again. <laughs> 
Yeah. But it was a good time. It was. It was. And, you know, I will say at least they do that because I was I was really confused why the chili cheese fries were $12. And then they gave it to me in this. And I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got it. Uh, somebody else. Um, I, I was going to get some water. Somebody else said, hey, grab me another one of these. Great. What's that? It was one of those Arizona iced teas, but the hard ones. Mm-hmm. So I know it had alcohol in it. So I went and picked one up for him and uh, and brought it. It was like, and I looked at the receipt. It was twelve seventy two. Man. For one. Well, and you know, when I went to that John Party concert, it was $15 <laughs> for one of those. So Yeah. We've talked about how you just sort of expect that. That's yeah. sort of the price of admission. Mm-hmm. You know? Basically. But um, the Chuckers, how do we say this without objectifying them? I'm they trying... got cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the words without being disrespectful. <laughs> they are sexy. Uh, yeah. Okay. You talked about how you to do with the uniforms. I think dated a chucker once. Yeah, do you think well, it I went lifts and a... separates like wonder, a good bra? You know what? I kind of wonder if it does. Yeah, you know, or maybe like the jock strap does. Because I don't know if you've ever seen a dancer's belt. Uh, I'm trying to picture it. So it's kind of like a cup, but for dancers. It basically, okay. it's sort of a cod piece with like a thong on the back. Is it what all the the male uh, ballerinas? Yes. How do you? What's the word for a male ballerini? A ballerino? I think it's still a ballerina. Okay. Yeah. A male ballet person. Male ba- male ballet dancer. Uh yeah. Yeah. A Mikhail Baryshnikov. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I sort of wonder if jock straps are like that. It's so funny because you can tell that I'm a theater kid because I know exactly what a, man, a man's dancer's belt looks like. No clue what a jock strap looks like. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, I can't picture a male dancer's belt. But okay. Yeah. You, you wonder if they've got a little something under there to support the um, yeah to, to boost packages. The booty. Yeah. <laughs> booty booster. Yeah, a little booty booster. Because man. They had some, all of them had cake. I think it's just moving around all day. I mean, that probably is part. I mean, they literally get paid to be athletic. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're probably doing squats. Carly was hoping there'd be cake by the uh, bullpen. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) And it's funny that we bring up male ballet dancers because I think the only man I've seen with more cake than one of the Chuckers Mm -hmm. is the guy from the Cinderella Ballet that came to town a few months ago. Yeah, you just, you couldn't not notice. You couldn't not. (laughs) Yeah. Like you could tell there was a lot of power in those thighs and and that backside because there was lots of muscle there. And we've had this conversation before. That's why I don't get... When I see a men's magazine with a buff dude, I don't think, oh, they're objectifying buff dudes. You know, I don't think, I don't feel more insecure about myself. I go, ooh, I could be that. It's inspiring and uplifting Mm -hmm. to see people at their top physical form knowing I'll never be like that, but (laughs) it sure would be nice. Sure. Anyway, Chucker's butts drive Carly nuts. (laughs) In the nicest way possible. And that was... And and it's, it's less, like, I... They're just so hard not to notice. That was the small part of the Chuckers experience. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it wasn't the cake, but it was the icing on the cake. <laughs> One other thing we did that night was we visited the, can I say, seedy underbelly of Idaho Falls. We won't name establishments, but you know what I'm talking about if you're downtown Idaho Falls late on a Friday night. Uh, so we went three different places, and in between two of those places was that alley. What do they call that alley? Pugs Lane. Pugs Lane. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. We found ourselves in Pugs Lane with all the graffiti. It's like an art installation that I, I believe the city has allowed to give people an outlet for graffiti painting. 
mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun to look at. But before we went there, we saw this. What is this? This is me being nosy is what it is. It's 360 B Street. It's labeled the Virginia Grand. But if you look inside, there's like, it looks like a fortune teller's machine, some Patrick Nagel art, um, some celebrities like Audrey Hepburn. And it just, it looks really cool in retro 80s and I want to know what it is. And and it's not coming up on Google's map. Did it have any store hours posted? Is it a, no. Is it an apartment complex? It might, it might be. That could be. Like a couple of suites up there. Mm-hmm. That would be my ideal office That'd is one cool that doesn't have live. an entrance that's clearly marked. Right. right? Yeah. Like, like Club 33 or the Batcave or, right. you know, some sort of secret hidden kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But back to Pugs Lane, that gets the IFAF Award this week. Pugs Lane, you are IFAF. And they're on uh, Insta, too. We'll try to post the link. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I would follow that. Right. Yeah, especially because I bet they go in and take pictures of all the new stuff so you don't miss anything. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And also, speaking of uh, historic downtown, one of my favorite places to um, enjoy beverages of the adult variety mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is XBII, otherwise known as 18. They just had their one year anniversary. Oh, so I win. think that officially makes them 19. <laughs> <laughs> Still too young to drink. Okay. And speaking of Roman numerals, we are just all over the place today. And I don't mind because these are all questions I had this very week. Uh-huh. What's this? Now you'll see that it's a sign for consumers showing Doritos that are XXVL. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that describes their flavor, mm-hmm. their packaging size, or what. But I'm having cognitive dissonance. I can't figure it out. Nowhere on the internet is the answer. There are plenty of sites that will sell you XXVL Doritos, mm-hmm. but what are they exactly? Huh. They are, and, and if I know my Roman numerals like I think I do, that's not a valid nomenclature or uh, expression of an actual Roman number. Yeah. XXVL would be 2045 mm-hmm. is what it would be. Right. Which may, doesn't make no sense. So what is it exactly? Are there any Frito-Lay distributors that can comment on this and tell me what an XX... Because it's, because it's advertised at a Maverick, I assume they know that I know what those are, and I don't know what those are. Right. Okay. And speaking of, we have this friend who for some reason just hates or like it doesn't think of putting on sunscreen and it drives me nuts because this poor boy keeps getting so burnt he's fair skinned yes well and to the point where he just got back from a work trip and he was out in the sun for like eight hours and his the back of his neck actually blistered because of how bad the Mm. sunburn was Mm. and he was saying he was complaining about how painful it was and i actually introduced him to a little life hack that i learned which blew me away. <laughs> right. So I've had a couple of different burns in my life because I love hot glue and stuff. Like I use it for projects all the time. Because you play with fire? I do. I do. I'm actually a pyromaniac. Um, I like to melt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I would get burns on my hands a lot from crafting. And so I learned this life hack where if you put a little Vagisil on the uh, burn, it will actually help alleviate that burning sensation. The Okay. The- yeah. The the feminine wash. It's like the itching and burning cream that you can get. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the wash. But yeah, if you put a little on your burn, it will actually help to alleviate that burning feeling. I'll be danged. Yeah. Well, now, is it the anti-itch properties in Vagisil? Like, could I... you accomplish the same thing, if not more, with, I don't know, Benzocaine or... Uh... 
Lidocaine mm. or something cane? Lidocaine would probably help since it is numbing. Right. Um, but yeah, this one, for some reason, it targets more of the burning feeling. I just never heard this. Now, yeah. I'm, I, you know I'm going to head straight to my Google machine after this podcast. Right, right. Vagisil for burns. Who knew? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I was telling him he needs to put some on his neck because it's going to help with that with that burning. So, well, that and also put on a little sunscreen, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I even brought some. So he was one of the ones I invited to the baseball game. And uh, I brought some sunscreen for him and he still didn't put it on. Kind of like (laughs) you when we got back from SoCal. Oh, yeah. You had a little. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah. Yeah. My chest got burnt because I accidentally. So I didn't realize that my dress could fall a little bit during the day. So there was like an inch between where I put sunscreen and where my dress started in the morning. That's a good pro tip. Always go under the garment under, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I wasn't thinking. I Yeah, I felt so dumb. That, that was such an amateur move on my part. As an expert sunscreen putter on her. <laughs> Do you, did you put Vagisil on it? <laughs> I did not, because it wasn't that bad of a burn. You know what this sounds like? It just like. looked funny. There's two things that come to mind. Do you remember um, Chris Rock's bit about tussin? Put some no. tussin on it. That's what mom would say about any condition that he had. Put some tussin on it. It's it's sort of like uh, the other one I'm thinking of is my big fat Greek wedding. Mm-hmm. Put some Windex on it. Yes. <laughs> I loved that bit. That was funny. We'll add we'll add Vagisil to the pantheon of cure-alls mm-hmm. like Windex and tussin. Okay. So I actually just cleaned a vanity. <laughs> so I got a new vanity. So I took my old one out of my room and I cleaned it off with some Windex on a towel. <laughs> and um, my friend my friend saw me doing that and she was like, why are you using Windex? And I was like, because it works. Like, why wouldn't I use Windex? And she's like, oh, you're going to ruin the wood. And I was like, first off, like, this is some cheapie off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's not an heirloom. And also, I don't think it will. And if it will, I don't think it's a big deal. I, like, you, not, you know me. not the one or two times that I've done it, you know? I have five in one. I got a bottle of five in one in my shower. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> Which, to be fair... The only place I feel five in one is okay is in cleaning products. Well, and that's and that's what I do with my Windex as well, or any other product that mm-hmm. I, I look for the just just give me the stuff that does everything. Right. And so I do have the multi-surface Windex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yellow one that's antibacterial that pretty much lets you shoot yeah. everything. It doesn't it doesn't have Greek skin on it, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still probably still can't drink it. But are you sure that this isn't all just so you've used Vagisil on a sunburn and it's worked? I haven't used it on the sunburn, but I've used it on other burns. Okay. So the thing is with a sunburn, I I probably wouldn't bother doing it with like a normal sunburn where it just gets red, but where it blisters, that's when I would use it. All right. Yeah, because I mean if it's sen- if it's good enough for a sensitive area, you would think it would be good enough for non-sensitive areas. Right. Well, and the biggest thing too is that when a sunburn gets to a like when it blisters, I believe that that makes it a second degree burn. Um, and then I think third degree is when like the skin melts. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then fifth degree is like the, at the end of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Yeah, Ark. so where it's just a, a skeleton with liquid laying around <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I wouldn't bother using it on a minor burn because usually that's just, you know, like a sunburn. Um, but where blisters are involved, that's what I would use it because that means that there's deeper penetration of the epidermis and that it's a deeper burn than superficial the only reason and thank you for the technical answer the only reason i ask is don't you remember for a hot minute it was a funny joke to ask your friend if they needed vagisil for their vagina 
Oh, okay. Yes, I do. Hey, cry baby. Do you need a little Vagisil for your vagina? <laughs> okay. That and that was said to me by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So we're my family is terrible. We're we're bad people. Uh-huh. Um, but my brother and I were in a four wheeling accident when we were teens, and he ended up in the hospital for a month. He lacerated his liver and killed a, fe- a foot of his intestine. Because oh, when he jumped off the four wheeler, he hit a tree across his gut, mm-hmm. and um, and the surgeon was like scalpel, clamps, Vagisil. <laughs> for, his, for his for his vagina. Well, the way that his stomach healed because of this, though, was basically that it puckered a little, and that there's a really deep, very um, distinct scar, and it kind of sort of looks a little bit like <laughs> oh, <laughs> like no. lady bits. Oh, no, <laughs> and so we, because we're awful and we're trying to make light of a really dark difficult situation you laugh because you can't cry i get it those are my favorite kind of people we called it his mangina (laughs) (laughs) and you know my brother he's a very particular person and sometimes he will complain about things that most people wouldn't right did you get some sand in your mangina yeah yeah that sort of thing yeah do you remember the american idol contestant sanjaya (laughs) oh yeah in my house and i had three girls Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we'd call him sanjaina Yeah. And then when you go to the beach, that's what you come back with. Yep. I I do have an issue with the fact that vagina is often a uh, joke for weakness. Yeah. Because it it balls are a joke for uh, courage courage. and strength. It should be the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Especially his testicles are incredibly sensitive. These roads need some Vagisil. These Idaho (laughs) Falls roads are just out of control. They, uh, it's so bad. I'm so sick of the construction. I'm so tired of it. So what happens is... Because all of these well-planned-out, well-thought-out, I'm sure, construction projects, some of which are on schedule, 17th and Woodruff is almost there. Mm -hmm. Will it be this week? We've certainly already answered the question, will road construction end before school begins? No. (laughs) But when are all these other projects going to be done? And the reason why it took me 20 minutes to get to you with a simple Red Bull was there was a wreck at John Adams and Hit. Which doesn't surprise me. So, right. It's a great construction plan Mm -hmm. until there's also wrecks. And everybody has to think and reroute on Mm -hmm. their own or with their phone to where they're going. It took me 20 minutes to get from being rerouted onto John Adams to 17th Street. Wow. It was just... So, like... Even our solutions have problems. You know, it's almost as bad as that time we were trying to go to your listing in Iona. Mm -hmm. And we got so... like. All of the main roads that we take there were shut down to the point where we had to go so far out of the way that we basically had to go around Iona and then in the back. They decided to do like three roundabouts all at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like you, they didn't even have decent detours through neighborhoods where you could just get around. Like they'd shut down entire streets too. It, it was just poorly planned. And this is, and by the way, this is an unproductive uh, bitch fest is what this is. Yeah. We're, oh, yeah, we're just being big wham cry babies. We need some Vagisil for our vaginas. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to bring that back? We are. I don't know if you can in this day and age. I don't know. <laughs> I can mention that it was a thing once. And then to make matters worse, you've got stuff like the nails on I-15. Wild. <laughs> because it's construction season and hauling season, somebody was hauling construction nails. <laughs> and I at first report, there were 15 flat tires. Mm-hmm. But then it may have doubled 
you know, as people yeah. were discovering. Yeah. Wow. I bet the tire shop closest to either Blackfoot or Shelley did a pretty good business that day. Probably. Don't they hate it when... Because I always used to can- carry a can of Fix-A-Flat in my trunk. Oh. You know what that stuff is? Yeah. It's pressurized air, but also, I guess, glue-ish mm-hmm. type stuff that goes into your... So it blows up your tire and then coats the inside with a glue. But just like a plumber will bitch you out if you call them after using liquid plumber and don't tell them, a tire professional will be like, dude, why didn't you tell me you used Fix-A-Flat? So, really? Yeah, because apparently when they go to open the situation... If you don't tell them, they could get a bunch of chemicals in their face. Oh, no. So I know now that there are two polite things to do. If uh-huh. you use Fix-A-Flat, tell the guy uh-huh. when you finally do get it into the service station. I mean, that makes sense. And if you use Liquid Plumber, tell the plumber. Okay. Let him know. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. All right. But So I-15 nails, and then the, the – I don't even know what you call it. I think someone called it chip sealing. Mm-hmm. I call it lazy gravel paving because what they'll do is they'll just drive down a road lay down a bunch of gravel and then expect the cars that drive on it on a daily basis or maybe it's their first time and they don't know about it to basically pave the road for them i get it i get it's cheap but remember last week when we talked about the city budget being 350 million dollars right maybe they could spend a little more on the Actual asphalt paving. Right. Like I think they've used on 17th around Woodruff. Like if I'm paying my my state taxes, I feel like I shouldn't have to also pay for my window when it gets busted because that's how they've decided to pave the roads. Exactly. And And that's what I wonder. I'm not trying to incite a riot or anything, but I do. I think a reasonable person, when you hit that pothole and it makes your teeth rattle, a reasonable person has to think, okay, I pay my taxes. Roads is a part of a big part of taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the purpose of roads? To get me someplace quicker and more efficiently, and perhaps even more safely to my destination. Mm-hmm. When the roads serve the opposite purpose, they're not really roads, are they? When they damage your car, who's liable? Right. Rar. <laughs> That's my rant for this week. And also, I understand, like you can't <laughs> stay on top of all of it, but. It sure would be nice if they stayed on top of a little bit more of it. Yeah. If that's my only rent this time, you got to wait easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm I, sure everybody feels this way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, and okay, realistically, definitely that's one of our, that's the least of our issues. Yeah. You know, um, first off, we just have a very interesting and uh, hectic life, I would say, like, it feels like there's always something going on. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I hate that feeling where it's like <sighs> I alluded to it earlier, where even our solutions have problems. Right. You know. Oh, it's always something. But that's like, isn't that ninety percent of life is solving problems? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which speaking of solving problems, by the way, um, so I mentioned this to you the other day. Um, so I accidentally fell asleep with my window open and on a hot summer night. Uh-huh. And my cat got out. Well, your cats love to perch. You've got a nice sill Mm -hmm. um, for the window. They love to perch there and just sort of... And I think it's been proven the health benefits of cats either being outdoors or having fresh air come in. Mm -hmm. That's why so many people have catios. Yes, which I used to have in my old place. Yeah. Yeah, but in this one, there's just not a good way to put that structure up. 
Right. So I can't really, which sucks. I suppose you could just put it right outside your window after this story. I could, actually. That might not be a bad idea. But yeah, so even opening the window for mm-hmm. your cats, especially in the summer when you can and it's easy, is a good thing to do. I think it increases their blood oxygen levels so they mm-hmm. have better, uh, I don't know, they have more energy, they're mm-hmm. happier, and even better digestion somehow. That makes sense. So honestly, I think it's a good thing for you to open the window for the cats every once in a while. Oh, I agree. And I do try to open it regularly. But... I just don't like falling asleep with it open. Right. Mainly because I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, when I do, I usually only open it like maybe three inches and I have a bar in it so people can't get in. Um, but this time I, I was like, oh, let's say you're out the room and I'd, I'd opened it really wide and then I'd meant to close it before bed and I forgot. Um, but in the middle of the night, I heard my cat sort of scream hiss. Ringo barked a little bit. Um, and I kind of got up and I was like, what's going on? And I looked around and there wasn't really anything I could detect as being weird. Um, but then, uh, it happened again and I got up and I was looking around and like the pets were kind of freaked out and stuff. And I was trying to calm down my girl cat who was cowering and like acting like something was really wrong. Now, she loves to sit on the windowsill, so I picked her up to put her up there to try to calm her down and distract her, and that's when I realized that my screen was completely knocked out. Oh. Yeah, and uh, Leo was gone. Oh, geez. And I was so scared because- That, especially when yeah. you're groggy and sort of looking at you, what time is it? Okay, what's going on? Right, which like I'm so your... glad it wasn't Coco who left. And Coco's my favorite, so I'm really glad she didn't leave either. <laughs> well, and also she's- I've actually just used Carly- to get to Coco. It's true. It's true. Um, but <laughs> the thing the is that she's more skittish of the two. And so if she got out, I think that it would be a lot harder to find her. Mm-hmm. And usually, like if Leo does get out, he's pretty easy to find and catch because I see him get out. But I don't know when he got out. You know, so I don't know if it was immediately or if it was half an hour before I noticed or if it was like the first cat scream. Right. Terrible. You don't know what the timeline was or what. Exactly. And after the first cat scream, I fell right back asleep. So I don't know how long between the first and the second because I was sleeping. Was it five (laughs) minutes? Was it two hours? Who knows? Right. So anyway, I got up. I threw a sweater on my nightgown, walked around the neighborhood. I spent at least 45 minutes, (sighs) maybe an hour just walking around looking for him. I looked all over the house. I looked all over outside the house. After I couldn't find him, I actually got online and I went to the um, Facebook page for the Idaho Falls Animal Shelter and the Snake River Animal Shelter. And both of them actually uh, relocated me to the this other website, which I'm pulling up so I can make sure I get it right. Oh, so both shelters sent you to the same place to report right. a lost pet. Cool. Right, because I went into the direct messenger and I said, hey, my cat's lost. Here's what happened. Here's a picture. And then the auto reply I got back said, if this is about a lost pet, please go to this website, which is the Petco Love Lost website. And first off, brilliant. I love that they've sort of put it all into a central database so that you don't have to go to each of the shelters in town. You can go to the one page and they're all there. Um, But basically you can mark your pet as missing. You can uh, input found pets as well. You can upload pictures of them. You can give descriptions. You can give area, all of that stuff. So it can help people find their pets easier and it can help people if they find a pet to find the owner of the pet. How cool. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was a really neat little uh, way of doing things. I do love it when I see, well, I, I don't know, two places sort of joining forces right. to make it easier for the end user. Right. 
And, you know, of course, as soon as I finished my lost pet uh, post on there, uh, I suddenly heard some meowing outside of my window, went to my back door, and he walked right in. The cat came back. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Not even the next day. Uh (laughs) Well, you also, I think you did skip a step. You also left a little bit of his litter out Mm. outside the house. And I've Mm -hmm. heard that that, that's like the first thing you're supposed to do when you lose a cat. Yeah. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Maybe it did, but it was... I don't know either. I didn't catch it on my cameras with him finding it. And that the weird part was he went directly to my window. Right. Where he'd gotten out. Right. Not to the back door. And you left... Because you had left... You'd closed the window at that point. Uh Uh-huh. And and left the screen, I guess, just on the ground. I'd picked it up and put it against the house, yeah. Yeah. One other thing I would mention, if you ever do, like... And I think we might have a couple. It looks like there's one more 90 degree day on the horizon in the I next mean, 10 days. I mean, that surprises me after the rainy. Right. And after knowing a hurricane's coming. Yeah. Have you heard that Hurricane Hillary, which I think was a category four heading toward the Baja coast of Mexico, mm-hmm. um, became a category one and then maybe even downgraded to a tropical storm. But they were mm-hmm. talking about how it could theoretically send 10 inches of rain up to Nevada. Wild. Uh, so that certainly means that Utah and maybe even Idaho would have gotten some of that. Mm-hmm. I Googled it. A hurricane cannot make landfall in Idaho. Don't worry, kids. You're safe. The farthest it's ever traveled inland is like 250 miles, I think. Um, and the last time Idaho saw any rain as a result of a hurricane was in the 70s. Oh, wow. But um, but yeah. If... I'm a little surprised that even just the rain made it that far. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a meteorologist, but uh, that seems like a long way, right? For well, effects, yeah, and that would make sense with the rain out here too. We have to drive 12 hours to get to the ocean, right? You know, yeah. so that rain's got a long way to come. Mm-hmm. But if, but if we do have a few more sunny days and warm nights, and you do want to prop your window open, and you need like a dowel, my first uh, blush was to just go to a craft store and get a dowel that will fit in the railing. And I can just sort of use a kitchen or utility knife to saw through. Yeah. You know, I'm not much of a circular saw kind of owner guy. Uh But um, you can go. I was really surprised to find this. Home Depot has like a bunch of pieces of wood, whether it's crown molding that somebody didn't want. You know, they had to buy an eight inch length or an eight foot length and they only used three feet or whatever, but they throw all that wood back and they have a saw and a ruler and you can actually go and get little teeny wood scraps if you're not into wood projects like I'm not, (laughs) but you still need a dowel to prop your windows open. So, okay, one more time. What's the website or do you just go to either the Snake River Animal Shelter or the Idaho Falls? uh, So I found it by going to the Snake River and the Idaho Falls Animal Shelter, but... You can also just go to Petco Love Lost. Okay, that's what they're using. mm -hmm, That's what they're using. That's a central database. Cool. Yeah, which is super cool. You were able to upload pictures and stuff even of the cat, right? I was, yeah. yeah. And, you know, basically give a timeline of when, like they ask for a timeline of when he went missing, uh, area, that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. I thought it was a really great program. Yeah, it always breaks my heart when I see a missing pet. Right. That's happened to me a couple times. You're in panic mode. Yeah. Yeah, well, and all my pets are so dumb. <laughs> like, they will not, they won't, they won't last out there if they get out for good, you know? <laughs> I'm really impressed that Leo was able to find his way back. Me too. And... I wonder if he was just hunkering down in a bush and he just got scared. Yeah. You know? It was like, this, at some point, this is stupid. I'm going back home. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, um, there's no plates of wet food out here. 
I highly, <laughs> I'm going to, this is a great opportunity too to highly recommend my favorite sleep app. Um, I forget what it's called. Hang on. It, uh, it's called Sleep Cycle. And I think I actually had, this is one of the few apps I've even paid for, but it was $9.99 or something. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, they want me to do the premium subscription and you get more whatever for $12.99 a month. And I'm not doing that. But no. what it does is it monitors your sleep by sound. It used to use the accelerometer in the phone and you had to keep it on your bed by your pillow. No longer. You can actually stick it on the nightstand and it will monitor your breathing. And the theory is we spent, we're all in, we all have sleep cycles. We have REM sleep, that's the valuable, restorative, restful sleep. And then we have, within, and that's about 20 minutes. And then we spend about 20 minutes going into REM sleep and 20 minutes coming out of REM sleep. And then the cycle repeats. And sometimes if you get enough of those cycles in a row, you get the really, really deep sleep. That's why sometimes you are sleeping more deeply earlier in the morning, you know, later at night, later mm-hmm. in your sleep cycle. Anyway, um, one of the things it monitors is noises made. Right. If I would have had that, night. I would have known when the cat screams happened. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's my favorite app. When I was doing um, morning radio and had to wake up at 345 to get on the air by 545 because I needed my coffee and contemplation time. <laughs> and, I, you know, I needed to plan and get creative and splash wake water up. in my face and wake up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of my career, I could be to the station in five minutes and beyond. At, toward the end of my career, an hour at the least. So um, it really helped me because the thinking behind the app, again, the app is called Sleep Cycle. It's an orange icon, at least for the iPhone. And uh, it, it's all based on the idea that if it takes you, if you never want to be interrupted in your 20 minutes of REM, then it becomes acceptable perhaps to be interrupted while going into or coming out of REM which are only 20-minute long segments. So if you set an alarm timer window for 30 minutes, there's no way... You know you know the feeling of waking up on the wrong side of the bed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no way that's ever going to happen to you again because it'll sense um, when you're out of REM, and then it will wake you up in that window. Really cool app. Which is super rad. It'll tell you when you're snoring... Well, and see, that would be my problem because I have to have some kind of noise to fall asleep because otherwise my brain will make noise. Mm. And those noises are a lot scarier than what's on the TV. <laughs> yeah, there have been times in my life where I've been going through it mm-hmm. where um, I had thought all of the thoughts. There was no more to think. So when they kept, you know, intrusive thoughts kept creeping back in, mm-hmm. you got to have some Family Guy or some Simpsons going on right? that you can tune into, mm-hmm. zone in on to... To quiet your mind, a mind is a mind trying to fall asleep is almost like a married dude's schedule. What you learn as a married dude with kids is if you don't fill up your schedule, other people are going to fill it up for you. And when you're sleeping at night, in fact, it's a really good time to bring this up. When you're sleeping at night, and if you don't fill up your mind, your mind will fill up for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that, there's there's one thing that I learned over the years to do. It's an exercise where I, um, and judge me for this or not, I built spaceships in my head. I have three or four of them now, and at one point I had to build an entire space station for them to go into. Mm. It's a 10-floor, it's a ripoff of the Death Star, Mm. it's a 10-floor space station, 
It's got artificial gravity, um, and it's where you can park all that. There's shipping and receiving, and then there's the captain's quarters. And, of course, I'm the captain. Always. On my own space yeah. spaceship. So those quarters are just ballers. <laughs> they are, yeah. yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's some real estate I would love to be in on. Absolutely. But um, I shared that, too, uh, with, a, with a coworker once, because he was having a hard time getting to sleep at night. And I said, why? And, it, and, you know, we got to the root of it. It was intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and or even just work and problems you need to solve. We talked about how most of your life is problem solving. And so I told him my story. He came back to me a couple months later and said, well, I've built a perfect uh, homestead on two acres. Mm-hmm. I've got the orchard. I know where that's going to go. I know that it needs to either have a river or an artificial lazy river in it. Uh-huh. I've even Googled pumps. And what those would cost to keep the water moving. and But but yeah, it helped him sleep better at night. Uh-huh. And, and, I mean, we all, we're all amateur psychologists at this point. <laughs> we all know. I mean, there's, there's, in fact, there's nothing more dangerous than a 16-year-old kid who uses psychological phraseology to yeah. define their feelings because they always blow it out of proportion. I actually mm-hmm. had to post on Facebook the other day, not everyone you dislike is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Not everyone you disagreed with is gaslighting you. You know, and, and all these, bit, but but kids these days throw those terms around as if they know the true depth of. Well, and so many of those them just phrases. get the, the actual meaning of it wrong, right? You know, and it's not just the kids; it's also it's everyone who's using it. You know, it, it's sort of a pop culture redefining of words. In a way, right? Exactly. Yeah. In a way, I think it, it is a good thing because yeah. kids these days, to their credit, will also are also able to just express themselves better. So I actually tried something similar. I was I was putting together a nice little library and uh, it didn't work because then I got too excited and I wanted to keep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And half the time too... Right. It's got to be that special place in between... Um, engaging and boring right that you can pick up night after night after night after night Mm -hmm. well and i'll also do it if i'm like thinking of how i want to decorate a space or like work with a space um and then i find myself getting so excited that i'll get on amazon and i'll start googling things because i want to know more about it well you have and we've alluded to this once you've called it crackhead energy i guess i say (laughs) meth head energy but it's the same thing where you know, it'll be 10 o'clock at night. And I'll be like, all right, good night. <laughs> and you'll just start getting going. And I've watched it happen a, you know, a couple nights mm-hmm. where you, unfortunately, you miss that bedtime window. Yeah, I'll get really, really tired. And if I don't fall asleep when I'm really tired, I'll get real excited. Just before midnight, it mm-hmm. seems, maybe 11, uh-huh. the crackhead energy will come out. Oh, and it's the best time. <laughs> I get so much done, though. Yeah. It's amazing. The thing is, I think that I'm just, I think I'm just a nocturnal creature. You know, I think I was meant to be awake during the night and asleep during the day like a little vampire. I agree. I, yeah. I really would, it'd be a, I wouldn't like doing it, but I'd like to have it done. Uh-huh. I really would like to do what they say you should do to reset your circadian rhythm uh-huh. and go out into the woods for two weeks with no clock. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, they totally Just to find have, out what my natural rhythm is. To be fair, they totally have like retreats like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like um, those unplugged retreats where it's like these beautiful luxury houses, but there are no electronics. There are just books and like there are people you can interact with in classes you can go to, but it's not like... That sounds like a convenience for the ultra rich. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because that's all who can afford to go to it. Because realistically, all of us can't just spend our vacation unplugging. I mean, does any job in America anyway 
allow you to take two weeks in a row off? Um, I mean, yeah. I've heard but... of the 10-day vacation where you can take a weekend, a week, and a weekend off. Uh-huh. That's the max I've seen in general. I know in like Europe mm-hmm. and especially the Scandinavian countries, I tried to reach out to a dude in the summer and I got his auto reply back. No joke. I'll be back. You know, And this was July. He was like, hey, I'll see you in September. Right. They just do that. Mm-hmm. They get like six months. It's some, there's some country that gives you six months off uh, for paternity leave. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. Yeah. We, it's almost aren't... like they value a bond between a father and his baby. It's Weird. Late stage capitalism is struggling to keep up with some of the other countries out there. They really are. Especially yeah. with modern medicine. I, I would say the American the healthcare system industry. is definitely really struggling with that. Yeah. And I'm not an America yeah. hater by any stretch. I love America so much that I want it to be better. Right. Oh, and that's a thought I wanted to bring up, too. When we give good-natured ribbing to businesses like Freddy's Steak Burgers and Custard on Woodruff and Idaho mm-hmm. Falls for having that little divot in front of their drive through ordering window mm-hmm. that's hard to gun past once you're parked, right? it's because we're there all the time. Right. It's because we love your business. We love your products. Mm-hmm. And I love their tiny little shoestring fries. Oh, my gosh. And they're dipped in their jalapeno, um, oh, their jalapeno fry, fry sauce. sauce. And where were we the other day? Burger King doesn't even do fry sauce anymore. Speaking of good-natured ribbing, what were you thinking? Right. What? Yeah. Here in the West, you're not doing fry sauce? I'm sorry. Do you not understand your demographics? All right. Before we get to the last topic of the day, I just want to show this one off. This is your Teton t-shirt this time around. There you go. Idaho Falls, Idaho, baby. You may notice it's reminiscent of a certain cafe on... uh, the, the North, North Yellowstone Mile. Highway, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're if you're looking for uh, fun Idaho Falls centric T-shirts, Teton T-shirts dot com, or you can go to ifafpod.com again for all our links, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places, all the things. Which my dad used to take me there all the time when I when I was a kid. And my favorite thing to get was the waffles because they'd always do it up with like strawberries and whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, it oh, was it's, the best. It's quintessential diner food. Well, and it was just a kid's dream, you know, because when do you get to have waffles with whipped cream and strawberries for dinner? I mean, <laughs> IHOP. Well, yeah. Have you? Would but you... it was a special treat. Yeah. You know, my, fa- my parents wouldn't usually let me do that. But every now and then my dad would take me out and my mom wouldn't be with us. And he'd let me do whatever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to put up that fight. He didn't care about the nutritional value of my dinner. That's such typical dad (laughs) behavior. I'm guilty of it, too. Right. Take it back. Yeah. All right. Last on our list. We had such a blast. So, again, we had to skip Zoo Brew on Uh uh, on Friday at the Idaho Falls Zoo, but we did go to Bat Night. I love bats so much. Bat Night. I will say, I think that bats might be my favorite animal. Just because they're so cool. They're the only flying mammal. They're so cute, too. Flying fox bats, they look like Rango. They, flying foxes are cool. They're and they're so huge. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they can have a wingspan of up to six feet. <sighs> I know. And isn't it kind of cool? He was talking about they do a lecture first, and then you gotta then you get to get to go out and see the bats. Uh-huh. And um, didn't he say that a, a, you know, a bat's wings are basically like their arms? Here's a little... Uh-huh. In fact, I took a picture of the diagram. Here it is. Isn't that cool that, yeah, bat wings are basically like, that's where their wrist is, that's where their fingers are, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. bats fly through the power of jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen ba- all bats hanging upside down in a cage and then somebody took the picture and reversed it and said these bats look like they're dancing at a rave? Right, and they do. <laughs> yeah. They do, like a little emo rave, you know, because they're bats. This time around, <laughs> we did last two months ago when we went to the first, they do three bat nights a year. Uh-huh. Uh, what, July, August, September? Uh-huh. No, July. Wait. Sorry, June, July, August. That's what it is. Yep. And we did see bats the first time. Didn't see any bats this time around. No. Well, I saw like one or two by the lions uh, exhibit. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they actually set up these red lights over by the pond, which is where you get, you should theoretically get the most activity because obviously bugs will sort of uh, accumulate around the pond. Yes. And then the bats will go in and eat them. Um, and that first time we went, we saw so many bats, and it was all on that pond area, there and was, it was super cool. There was a softball game happening in the diamond right behind the hockey rink, mm-hmm. and that and there was a lot of noise, a lot of lights. I wonder if that deterred the bat activity this time. I kind of wonder that, too. Around? Um, the other thing that they mentioned was that before there had been like a spout of rain uh, at the first bat night, right before oh. the bat night, so they hadn't gone out as much, and they were probably kind of hungry that night. So when they did go out, they were more active. Okay. Yeah. But it, it was an educational experience. It was fun. It was sold out. Uh-huh. I mean, to me, this sounds oh. like a fringe thing that eight people would attend. Uh-huh. Um, no offense. Fair. <laughs> I get it. And, and, and I don't mean that in a, in a uh, critical way or I have notes sort of way at all because I know everybody's into something. Everybody's got their something. Mm-hmm. And if yours is bats, awesome. In fact, you got a lot of swag. I did. And <laughs> I actually bought our tickets to this last bat night right after we went to the first bat night. You so I had them for two months. Yes, I love bats. Why don't you, ha- let's have a little show and tell. Yes. And show off all your bat swag. So I don't usually, <laughs> um, I don't usually buy stuffed animals because uh, Rango would make them his lover if I did. He does. <laughs> I've seen it. He does. It's not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did have to get these guys because they were so cute. And this one looks just like Rango, which I thought was super adorable. Make it flap. Hold oh, yeah. it in the middle and do a little bit of yeah. yeah. Here, well, it's got like a, str- a it's got a string up top, yeah. so you can um... right. Yeah, you could hang it. Yeah, which is super cute. Yeah, I just liked his little face. Halloween is coming. This is the other guy, and I liked that he was so fluffy. Look at that's a furry one. Yeah, the other one's a little fluffy. You fluffy held up. Blue. Yeah, it was a little less. Fluffy, but this guy's yeah. fluffy. I kind of feel like this one is supposed to look like a flying fox bat. Oh, yeah. And it even has a picture of a flying fox bat there. And then I wonder if this one's supposed to look like a bumblebee bat. Um, oh, it's supposed to be a, a little brown bat. Okay. That would make sense because bumblebee bats are tiny. But, you know, I thought they, like, you know, blew them up. So, you like, uh, what's that? Enlarged to show texture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I thought they were super cute and I had to get them because I love bats. And honestly, it's hard to find... Stuffed animal bats. You need to uh, hang them from the ceiling. I think I do. On Halloween. Yes. And actually, bats <laughs> hibernate. I learned this. Bats hibernate from October to March. So it is kind of silly that we feature them at Halloween. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think that's a good point. <laughs> actually. <laughs> All right. You know, it kind of sucks too, though, because this bat night when we didn't see any bats... That's also when I brought my two friends that we also took to the baseball game. We hyped know. them up big time. Yeah, yeah, because we'd seen so many and we were so sure they'd see a bunch of bats and then none. But the thing is, even though not seeing any, we still had fun. They had that uh, infrared mm-hmm. camera on the lion. Uh-huh. You could see where the heat was coming from. Which was pretty cool. And we'll close real quick by mentioning that it's Eastern Idaho State Fair time. 
Coming up. I'm so excited for the fair food. September 1st through the 9th. You can pick these up almost anywhere. Who are the big sponsors? Bingham Healthcare, Teton Toyota. Anyway, Jim Gaffigan. How many times a week do I reference a Jim Gaffigan bit? Always. We just did it on the podcast, I think, last week. Was it the Hot Pockets jingle? Oh, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Very excited for that. I love Jim Gaffigan. I do, too. He's great. That's our show. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, making this Idaho Falls fastest growing podcast. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Again, available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Facebook. I'm Mike Nelson. I'm going to go Google where the Chuckers get those pants. I'm Carly Morgan, and I'm going to go Google Chuckers pants. <laughs> also, save the bats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>